Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scotty Sadler and Benny Jones. For Kubota. Kubota diesel generators. Powering Australia. And Bob Jane T-Mart. Tire and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome to Off the Bench. Great to have your company. Uh, and that's why I've been away for the last five or six days, Scotty Sadler, because I've been working on a brand new intro for the show as I welcome you into the program. Uh, you're on the road to, obviously, Newcastle. Big, big night ahead there as you look forward to uh, the continuation of Round 19. But, mate, how are things? What have I missed? What, so you, you're trying to use the excuse that you were trying to find a new opener when we all know that Behind the scenes, Working you've been comatosed. You've been comatosed at Splendor on the grass at Byron Bay for four days. I certainly wasn't comatose. I tell you what, I was keeping my wits about me at that event. I was like the proverbial fish out of water. Anyone who knows me knows my music uh, tastes are pretty limited and uh, are pretty boring, to be honest. And uh, yeah, some different cats getting around Splendor, mate. I um. I uh, struggled to converse with the majority of them, asking for footy scores. No one could help me out, so I was um, I was at a loss, mate. But how have you been, mate? All, all things going well. Going well. There's um again in rugby league. There's been an interesting week. Um, again another player reaching a, a 300th milestone. I think uh, I think from memory that Robbie Farah, who played mm. his 300th game this year, he'll be oh, there's 38 players now that have only ever played 300 games, which is not many. But once upon a time. Playing 300 games used to come along once every yeah. four or five years, but this year I think we've had four, and we've had a 400 gamer as well. It's it's uncanny, but uh, outside of that, we've um, you know, Wayne Bennett's popped his head up with uh, the whole Gold Coast I Titans saw that. Yep. coaching. Um, again, on the Titans coaching, who's firming there? Is it Kevy Walters? I'm hearing mm-hmm. Anthony Griffin is heavily Ooh, involved as okay. well. Um, transfer windows. Is it a possibility in rugby league? And the AFL... You're an AFL fan from way back, and you still can't believe that players can just sign with other clubs while they're still contracted yeah. to... Yeah. So we'll so talk it's, about um, those things. It's been an interesting week. Yeah. Uh, and also, of course, as per standard with Off the Bench, thanks to our great friends at Kubota, the diesel generators are serious backup power, and Bobby Jane T-Marts, Tyron Will Specialist, will uh, get stuck into a, uh, a Friday night preview, a Thursday night review. We'll get a Makita Power Player nomination or maybe even a second from Scotty Sattler later on and also his tips for the remainder of Round 19. So it's a bumper show ahead. Looking forward to getting amongst it. And let's start, well, with this. On Off the Bench, the NRL News of the Week. Well, our man Sats has alluded to a couple of areas we might discuss. I might start on an injury point of view, and uh, this one just obviously uh, being announced recently. A big blow, Sats, for the Parramatta Eels, who are one of those sides well and truly in the mix for a final spot come the end of the season. They're wrestling with about seven or eight other teams in the lower halves of uh, of the top eight, but... Blake Ferguson, who's had an amazing season. Of course, that carried over into Origin with New South Wales, where he was a key to their series win. He's out indefinitely. Uh, he's had a bit of a blow-up after knee surgery, uh, a bad reaction to antibiotics. So I think similar, in a way, to um, what happened with Sammy Burgess. So this is terrible news for Blake, and hopefully he's not out for too long, because the Eels need him. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've been always looking for that replacement, Benny, of Sammy Rudradra, and they couldn't find him, and they, they finally get a big 
prize signing in Blake Ferguson, who serves exactly the same purpose, a big body who is like another forward. But I just love the way that he's handled himself this year, Blake Ferguson. Yep. Just everything about his his body language. He's been positive with everything he's done. Uh, he's a father now, which naturally maturity comes with that as well when, when you've got other responsibilities and you don't become selfish uh, as a player. You're always thinking about other people and like your family and your teammates become a, a lot more... Um, a lot more important as well when you become a father. And, and that's what's happened with Blake Ferguson. It's shown in his footy as well. Yeah, if Parramatta don't have him for an extended period of time leading into the finals, um, it's going to be difficult. But they have got a really good run into the finals. I think they've got probably the, the dream run when with the teams they, they're going to face over the next six to seven weeks. Mm. So if they can win a majority of those without Ferguson and Ferguson comes back with a clean bill of health leading into the finals... They may actually, it may be a blessing in disguise to be yeah. quite honest, because he's been. We remember Benny's had that that rib injury as well, uh, Blake Ferguson. So he's been he's been playing with injury all year. So it may be a blessing in disguise. All right. Well, uh, fingers crossed, speedy recovery for you, Blake. You're obviously a good friend of our programs and a key component to the uh, Eels as they search for some September action now. Uh, let's circle back because I am a touch out of the loop. I've got to admit that, Sats, having been uh, sort of off the face of planet Earth over the past five or six days. But uh, I want to talk about milestones. Robbie Farrar, uh, as you said, the latest inductee to the 300 club as of this weekend. Uh, big game for his Tigers. They're all big games this time of the year. But um, unlike Cam Smith and Gavin Cooper and Benji Marshall, who've uh, also recently reached some significant milestones, this one hasn't quite felt as heartwarming in the sense that there's been a war of words uh, developed behind the scenes. I think Robbie might have kicked this off with a a pointed (laughs) sledge at his former coach, Jason Taylor. But uh, I also see that uh, Rocket Rob Reddy has um, also jumped in, uh, league legend in his own right, to um, describe Robbie as the most selfish footballer he's ever come across. And he's been around the game a long, long time. Um, not a lot of love loss between the trio, it would seem. No, and you know what? You, you don't want your milestone game, a 300 game, to be remembered for these war of words. You want it to be a, a milestone of celebration and and um, and how good he has been for the game, Robbie Farrer. You know, he had to go away and rediscover himself as a, as a player as well. And he did that with South, and he's, he's come back to the Tigers. And sometimes I feel as though Robbie may be focusing on the wrong person in Jason Taylor. I, I think the people above Jason Taylor were the ones that that gave Jason Taylor the role of trying to rattle the cage of both Benji and, and Robbie. And yep. Jason Taylor was the one that probably had the courage to do so. And it ended up, uh, he ended up falling on his sword, Jason Taylor, um, because of the uns- the unsettling nature of the club. So, you know, I think he needs to probably redirect his, his anger somewhere else there, Robbie. But in saying that, Rod Reddy, um, yeah, he, he, well, he's got an opinion. Everyone's got an opinion. And whether mm. you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. But... Rod Reddy's got to remember. He, from memory, he he signed to coach the Dragons in ninety six or something like that. He walked out without even coaching and went and coached the Adelaide Rams. So he's got to be careful about where yep. he fires his shots. There, Rod Reddy. He's a legend of the game and and a tremendous guy. Um, tremendous guy, also a real practical joker and uh, one of the real characters of the game. And I just I feel as though that Robbie, because he's current at the moment and because he's playing on TV, and all it takes is for Robbie to have a a barnstorming game against Newcastle at Newcastle and win the game and then go back to Leichhardt, the spiritual home of the Tigers, next Thursday against the Cowboys where they'll do a big celebration and, and all of a sudden Robbie wins that, that verbal battle yep. because he's current at the moment. He's got a better platform, obviously, to, to play off.
All right. Well, uh, of course, they've got uh, their big game coming up uh, a little bit later on this weekend. 300 for Robbie. A great achievement. Uh, all of the uh, all of the verbals uh, to the one side for now. Well done on an amazing <laughs> career. Hey, um, Sats, you did mention off the top that uh, you know, I myself coming from an AFL background tend to struggle with the concept of a lot of player movement yeah. around the NRL. Now, I also, first and foremost, come from a, a soccer slash footballing background as well, where uh, primarily there are two transfer windows, one in the winter, one in the summer. Um, you can have players switch clubs midway through a season, but uh, that's generally rare with the big names. The NRL, for me, just seems like it's all over the shop. Now I'm hearing reports of uh, the suggestion that maybe a, a transfer window in the preseason is about to be introduced. Now, What's the theory behind this? Is it to try and clean up some of the confusion around player movement? And, and are you a fan of having, well, what would essentially become almost three separate transfer windows, player movement windows? Yeah, well, it's all about just control and transparency, Benny. I suppose yeah. rugby league fans uh, are sick of seeing uh, a player sign with an opposition team. For example, Benny, you're contracted to the South Sydney Rabbitohs mm-hmm. today as of November the 1st where you'll be op- on the open market because your contract ends in October, the end of October 2020. So yep. from November November 1, you can sign with any club you want. And um, as an AFL man, I think you find that you find that difficult to understand. Or probably not that one. It's probably you find it more difficult that, that players would swap clubs mid-season, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, the Gold Coast Titans. Just quickly before we uh, move on here on Off the Bench, uh, Kevin Walters, is he almost a fait accompli now for that head coaching role for 2020 and beyond? What are you, yeah, what yes are you hearing, no. Sats? What are you hearing? Yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm, well, I'm hearing that Kebby Walters has basically said, I'm not going to interview for anything. And if you want me, come and offer me the job. If not, don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. I've got a good job over here with Queensland. Yep. I don't think he can do both. But uh, He's got a position I'm, of from, power there, hasn't he? Yeah, Justin Holbrook has interviewed for the role, yep. of, apparently via a, um, via a phone hookup and Skype conversation. Um, but I'm, I'm hearing it's Kebby Walters or Anthony Griffin at this stage that will, will be the Gold Coast Titans coach. Mm. I'm hearing that they may announce something by Monday, Tuesday. Wow. Which okay. I feel as though is probably too soon. I, I feel as though they need to probably give themselves another few weeks just to make sure they've they've dotted every I, crossed every T, they've ticked every box because this next this next process and this next choice for them is it's the it's the be all and end all for the future of the Gold Coast Titans. And that's not me saying that. That's that's the executive chairman, Dennis Watt, also mm. saying that um, within the media last week. So, um, Or they've been going down this line for a lot of weeks now and they've, behind closed doors, been having meetings with the relevant candidates who they feel as they can take the club to the next chapter. So if they're going to announce it next week, I, next week, I feel as though they've been... They've been having conversations with coaches before Garth Brennan was shown the door. Sats, just before we wrap up with our news of the week, uh, and even though I was looking through rather hazy eyes, did I read correctly that uh, <laughs> Wayne Bennett put his hand up a couple of years ago to, well, effectively save the Titans for a bargain basement price bowl reports? Um, what's the story around this? Well, Wayne Bennett on the open market, um, yeah, he's, he's, I suppose his character has taken a bit of a shot over the last few years. He's still a million-dollar um, just... coach, though. That's what I was going to say. He's, yep. he's a seven-figure coach every yep. day of the week. Um, you still talk about him in the in the same conversations as Bellamy and, and Robinson. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's the thoughts of going down the down the M1 from the Brisbane Broncos when that was all going pear-shaped. And from all reports, he uh, and I remember hearing this a few months ago mm. um, from Peter Bedell, the, uh, the the writer for the News Corp Courier Mail in Brisbane, saying that he was told by by Wayne himself that he he offered his services for six hundred thousand. Um, 
and that wasn't discussed at great length by the Gold Coast Titans. Oh, I think it's a it's a it's a decision that's that may come back to haunt them in the end. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Some of the news of the week right here on Off the Bench. It's time for the Friday night NRL preview. Yeah, sure is for Kubota and for Bob Jane Tmart's tire and wheel specialists and uh, Sats. Let's take a look at this one. Uh, the Bunnies and the Dragons at ANZ Stadium uh, gets underway shortly. Going by the table, uh, this one looks like a no-brainer. The uh, the Bunnies second, the Dragons wallowing uh, down towards the bottom of the table and, and going through a really rough patch at the moment. But uh, history suggests, and I know your extensive research suggests, Scotland, that uh, the Bunnies and the Dragons, uh, they can cause a few problems, St George. Well, they can. doesn't matter where the Dragons are. I mean, in saying that, um, you know, South have had a lot of victories over the Dragons in recent years, but... But they're not big. They're not big victories. They're not big margins. Yep. And it doesn't matter where the dragons are sitting. For some reason, they always seem to trouble uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, we know that um, that Sam Burgess has been named on an extended bench in jersey number twenty, as, as has Tom Burgess. But I'm expecting Sam Burgess not to play. That uh, shoulder infection. They're thinking probably it may be another week. Yeah. Um, I don't feel as though they're going to risk him in a game in a game like this when uh, next week. The the bunnies have got the sharks, and that's a real that's Huge. a real danger game for, yep. for the for the bunnies. So um, this dragon side, but you know they've been under a lot of turmoil. Um, as you said, it does look like a no brainer for the rabbits. I, I just feel as though that the rabbits have really been playing at a overall for the season. If you had to mark their season, they were a student in school. I I think they're probably at a B minus, yeah. maybe a seven out of ten. I Yet don't think second. It's a Pretty, pretty yeah, good indication second. of their improvement. That either yeah. means the competition is really mediocre now mm. or they just they haven't hit the afterburners yet. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's the latter. I don't think they've hit the afterburners. When they get Tom Burgess back, Sam Burgess back, they still be able to retain you know, Reynolds, Cody Walker, Campbell Graham, Braden Burns, James Roberts, Dane Gagai. They've yeah. still got Alex Johnston to come back. When they get all those players back, hmm. they're going to be really difficult to beat. <laughs> it's pretty I know the Roosters are the favourite. Yeah. yeah, the Roosters are the favourite in the... For the comp, I think they're paying $3, but we just know the rabbits. The rabbits have this ability to get under the skin of the roosters, so if they get firing, and you know, now they've got Cam Murray, who's probably the best young forward in the game. They've got mm. Ethan Lowe, who in, at Origin just went to an, another level, and Damien Cook out of hooker. All of a sudden, you're just looking at this side, and you go, wow, that's, that's a star-studded side. But they've got to beat these teams like the Dragons, Benny, and they've got to beat them convincingly if they're going to send a message to the rest of the competition. Big game tonight. Bunnies second, looking to consolidate that spot on the table, taking on the Dragons, currently languishing in 14th, but just desperately needing a win for, uh, well, for their fans more than anything else. ANZ Stadium, the venue, and we've got plenty of off-the-bench to come after this for Kubota Diesel Generators Powering Australia and Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyre and Wheel Specialists. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. And Bob Jane T-Mart, tyre and wheel specialists. Let's go with our Thursday night NRL review. Yeah, round 19 underway, and it all took place at a very chilly, I have it on good authority, and I say good authority because Scott Sattler, our man, was there at Points Bet <laughs> Stadium on the Shire. Uh, to see the Sharks, they had to do it late because the Cowboys looked home and hosed at one stage, but it was Cronulla 16, defeating North Queensland 14. Before we get Sat's thoughts on this, he was covering the game for NRL Nation. Speaking of whom, here is... A few highlights from what was a pretty gritty win from the Sharks. His balance, awkward play the ball. Referee says that's okay. 
Might have dodged a bullet there as the fullback chimes in and Scott Drinkwater in try-scoring form scores the first try of the night here as well in the right-hand corner. They couldn't stop him and he now has four tries in just his fifth game in the NRL. What a recruit he has proved to be from the Melbourne Storm. It's 4-0, Cowboys on top with a kick to come. Well, it's a real astute buy for the Cowboys, Scott Drinkwater. It's it's something they haven't had at the back for a long time, Sats, is speed. Yeah. And that's what gets this try at the moment. It's just a simple play, but it's the speed that he possesses, Drinkwater. Gets on the outside of Townsend and... Townsend. A little double pump action. Johnson, cut out ball. The Mulatalo for the corner, and Cronulla have their first try of the game. Lovely try assist from Sean Johnson. And Mulatalo able to put it down in the corner for his first try in the NRL and he loves it for all for Holden Trailblazer it's toe time well they've threatened all night haven't they the Sharks every time they've come down here they look like they're going to get themselves in a scoring position and Sean Johnson sums it up perfectly Cole Felt races off the Cowboys wing and takes absolutely no one Granville's going that way now Scott trying to crash his way over for North Scott Queensland there. and he shows all of his experience there because he was being held up by three Sharks but he spun the other way. I'm calling it a try and it will be as well. It'll be 8-4. North Queensland over Cronulla. Kicks to come after the siren in a moment, I reckon. To where Chad Townsend would have been and score that try right on the stroke of half-time speed. Johnson immediately, he's going to send Dugan over untouched and Cronulla make it a game again and they all get around Josh Dugan who's had a tough game tonight, a tough month as well but he's put his team back in the ball game, another try assist for Sean Johnson, 14-8, kick to come, straight forward one as well and he's going to burn another play is he, right in front of the post, he'll eventually get wrapped up but plays it for Braley to go quickly to Townsend. Holds it up for Sherry back on the angle. Dynamite pace and Cronulla are going to have the lead with 12 minutes to go. He puts it down right behind the post to make it 14 all with a straightforward kick to come. That's what you need to do. Get Bronson Sherry the footy with a bit of room to move. Yeah, well, there's some Cowboys defence back on the inside when he dropped off Sherry. Just strolled across the line. I think it might have been John Asiata. Jake Clifford pulled down the core. It looked like he was going over for all money, but just some tired Cowboys defence back on the try line. But no time to pack the scrum. Siren sounds. ScoMo is giving high fives in the grandstands here at Points Bet Stadium. The Prime Minister of Australia here to watch another miracle as the Sharks get it done over the Cowboys after looking out of the game about 20 minutes ago. So there you go, Sats. Um, as you've described it here in my notes, uh, not the greatest of spectacles, but it was an important clash and a very big win for the Sharks. Uh, they just simply had to win to keep their season alive. Yeah, they had to. And um, it was interesting. I was, I was listening to an interview with Freddie Fittler after the game with Chad Townsend. He said, you know, what What did you like about that win? And he said, I just showed how courageous we can be and fight back because when things aren't going great for you, Benny, as you know, you've played a lot of sport that... That if psychologically, if things aren't going great for you and you're a side like Cronulla have lost the last five in a row, um, you don't know how to win those games. You, you forget how to fight mm. back. You forget how to become one, become united, and and get back into those sort of games. And and they did that from 14-4 down at halftime. A try scored right 
on the touch of half-time by Matty Scott, and we thought that was going to be enough for the Cowboys to get the momentum and really break the spirit of the Sharks. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a courageous fight back. It was, as you said, Benny, it was, it was a Dow clash, but they needed to win it the way they won it, the Sharks. Um, and by winning it that way, rather than going out and blowing a team off the park by 30 or 40, that can give you a false sense of security if you, if you win that way. But to be able to just muscle up and roll the sleeves up, get back into the game, whatever John Morris said to them at halftime um, has been a masterstroke mm. because they came out a completely different side and, and, and dominated. Um, you know, reports all week that there was some, some clashes amongst the playing groups and it's all around selections and John Morris picking young Bronson Cherry ahead of Josh Dugan in the centres and Josh Dugan, well, he can, if there was a, an Olympics for, for whinging, he would, <laughs> he would be on the dice, whether it's gold <laughs> or silver, I don't know, but uh, he showed it again last night. But yeah, from all reports, there were some player meetings, player-driven meetings, no, yep. me, no coaches around. Some honesty sessions. Yeah, they just spoke about um, where they were as a playing group, what they needed to do. Uh, they need to air all their grievances, move on, and everyone agree that we can all do a little bit better in, in our yeah. roles. And obviously that's happened because um, what happened in that second half at Shark Park, at Points Bet Stadium, was um, was enough to get them home. And like I said, it had to be a win that they... It had mm. to be a gritty win if they were going to continue to move forward. Hey, Sats, you can't buy experience. Uh, it comes with time. It comes with many years in the business. And uh, that was probably the decisive factor in the end. I mean, the Sharks, as you said, for the most part, outplayed by the Cowboys. But in that last quarter of an hour when it got down to the nitty-gritty, I think you pinpointed a, a couple of wise heads amongst the Cronulla uh, team that uh, certainly carried them across the line. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on Sean Johnson uh, leading into this game. He's had a he's had a terrible season in the stands of what Sean Johnson it, we're used to seeing the way that he played. So um, in the second half especially, he didn't get any of our, any of our NRL Nation CRT Player of the Year points because his first half was it was like a lot of his teammates. It was he was quiet. Um, Paul Gallen and Matt Pryor. Uh, Matt Pryor was fantastic. Paul Gallen, I think he, I think he had like twenty three or twenty four hit ups. He just kept jamming into the line, and sometimes some of his runs are, I think sometimes they can stagnate the attack of the Sharks. But the one thing about him, he's just always there in the fight. And Pryor's just got those little subtle differences. So those three players, I thought, helped the Sharks uh, get the win on uh, get on Thursday night. And then then you've got the the balance and the youth of young Bronson Cherry, the left centre, who was so explosive. A couple of times he had an opportunity, he nearly broke through. And instead of just giving him the ball and let him go on one on one with his, he was actually lining up against the back row, Shane Wright, because Cole felt uh, failed a HIA, wasn't allowed, able to come back on the field. But then they changed Bronson Sherry from going to the outside. They brought him back on an angle, back towards the goalpost. And because of his youth and his size and his speed, they couldn't stop him. He was too big and powerful and scored a try that, that really it broke the heart of the Cowboys. Um, Josh Dugan, we spoke about him earlier on. Um, again, he just... He, he, there were times during the game, Benny, where he would get injured where a normal player would mm. probably just get up, play the ball, and then go down and get attended to by the by the trainer. But... He'd lay on the ground or he'd get up and he'd complain or he'd, he'd offer the opposition player out and, and whinge to them. And basically what it did, is it, it slowed down any momentum that the Sharks could possibly get. Now, John Morris or the senior players, they need to grab Josh Dugan. They say, listen, you need to toughen up, mate. You need to toughen up yep. and you need to think about the team first, then yourself. Uh, if you need to get attended to, get attended to later on. But let's play the ball. Let's get on the front foot. Let's keep going because at the moment, you're digging a hole for us. 
Now, as far as that result is concerned, Sats, the final word on this game, a win for the Sharks, 16-14, couple of tries late, yep. getting the home side across the line. It keeps the Sharks in it. I think that's, uh, that's without question. Obviously, there's a bit of a logjam around spots 6 through 10 at the moment. But for the North Queensland Cowboys, a season that promised so much, are you prepared to put a line through them now? Yeah, I am. Yeah, without Michael Morgan, um, I think it's pretty safe to say they won't play finals. That pushes Cronulla up to ninth position ahead of the Warriors in Brisbane, who are obviously playing this weekend. They're on 17. So if one of them wins or both win, they'll jump above the Sharks again. But, uh, yeah, I think that at least puts them in the frame again. Um, The good part about it, they're all beating each other. Now, Jake Clifford, he missed a goal, a really easy conversion that in the end would have taken the game through to Golden Point. It would have been 16 all that would have been 16-4 and would have brought them back to 16-all when the Sharks scored the two late tries. So um, he'll be ruining that opportunity. But, yeah, I think that's that's fair to say, Benny, that the Cows, they'll start looking for end-of-season trips, I think, uh, very, very soon because um, that game on Thursday yeah. night, yeah, pretty much cooked them. Hey, Benny, uh, before we go to break, yep. we, um, early on in the week, we caught up with a, a great man, dual premiership winner, state of origin player, an all-round great bloke. He's the... Uh, He's the founder behind the Mark Hughes Foundation, and mm. which is such a great cause, which is the Beanies for Brain Cancer weekend this weekend across the NRL round, and that's the man we spoke to, Mark Hughes. Right, so that's a very special event uh, coming up this weekend, and you've got um, a very special bloke on the line. Dual premiership winner, former State of Origin fullback, all-round great guy, but all probably most importantly, he's the founder of the Mark Hughes Foundation, which uh, culminates in the Beanie for Brain Cancer round this week. This weekend, we've got him on the line. Mark Hughes, how are you, Mark, uh, Hughesy? Hey, good, that's bad. Um, yeah, it's going to be a huge weekend, but it's, uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, well, you've had a, a big week this week, but probably more importantly today, you've, you've had a big, big morning having you launching uh, this, week, this weekend's round at uh, NRL headquarters. Yeah, sure, I have. I brought my uh, ambassador and great mate, Paul Harrigan, down. We launched at the NRL uh, headquarters this morning, Todd Greenberg and... Um, you know, I just uh, wanted to chat to the, the staff of the NRL and just make sure they fully understand the, the impact and the, the hope that they've given brain cancer. You know, since the NRL took over our beanie rounds, um, it's really changed the goalposts for us. And um, it's certainly been a, a huge, huge help in um, the, the research that we, we need to get done. I know you were nervous about starting up this foundation, Boozy, but... When you started the foundation itself and then started launching the, the Beanies for Brain Cancer around in the NRL and the Rugby League fraternity, it wouldn't have surprised you how much the Rugby League family got behind it, did you? Did it? Oh, look, I know that um, I know there's a lot of wonderful people involved in Rugby League and I knew a lot of people, but I couldn't quite have dreamt that it would have went this far and, and this big. And it's... It's, you know, Matt Callender, Channel 9 employee who, who uh, got brain cancer and um, unfortunately passed away. But what he did, he really accelerated and, and, and put all the networks together, the rugby league and everyone together to, to make it this round that it is. And, yeah, I couldn't have, I couldn't have dreamt um, of the support. And it comes from all areas of rugby league, from, from the coaches. Uh, the buy-in from the players is just amazing. Um, of course, the fans, the officials, everyone, it almost feels like the two points is, it gets 
put out the back door a little bit and everyone's just there for for supporting um, a, a cause and it's a, it's a great thing to sit back and watch. Yeah, and we uh, we get behind it. I think everyone does. You turn up and you go, you've got, just got to buy a beanie and I believe you've got a new style of beanie this year. Is that right? Come out with something special? Yeah, real special badge. We've got a nice charcoal for, for the men and a, and a powder pink for the ladies and you can get on the Mark Hughes Foundation website and pick them up now. Lowe's right across Australia are selling our beanies. Really? Uh, yeah, nice. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so they've been amazing, and IGA's uh, New South Wales and Queensland, but we recommend checking our uh, foundation website, and you'll uh, get to see who's still got beanies left, but yeah, it's been amazing, um, got great support, they're going to be at the, gr- the grounds, uh, they're going to be the beanies there, I will be up in Queensland for the Gold Coast Broncos game, so anyone there, I'd love to, to catch up, so we'll be selling beanies at the ground with the volunteers, so hopefully get to see some Queenslanders, because Tell you what, we always get amazing support from the Queenslanders as well. Through your own experience, Boozy, have you seen a rapid improvement in re- in regards to the research and the accessibility from the funds? Our our researchers are excited and and feeling good about what they're doing. We haven't found an answer yet, but we feel like we've laid a really great platform with what we've done, and we've we've got a biobank that's got uh, full brains in in it. It's got lots of tumours, so we're building a library of of our samples where, you know, we've got um, researchers uh, in Sydney and in Newcastle. We collaborate with, with a group in Queensland. We've got all, all the researchers talking and communicating and we feel like we're ready to launch. And, you know, I'm really hopeful that um, we're going to find a cure to this, this disease. So that's our goal and that's what we'll continue to strive for. Now, to get the message out, Boozy, this weekend you'll be racking up a lot of frequent fly points. Tell us... What the weekend looks like for you and your wife? Yeah, yeah. So we're in we're in Sydney now. Uh, been doing a lot of radio and all that today. And uh, tomorrow we're going to go to the uh, Sharks game to kick it off on the Thursday night. Then we'll go to Newcastle on Friday night, and then uh, we're going to go to the uh, Saturday night game, the Broncos and um, Gold Coast, which we're looking forward to. So uh, that, and then we've got volunteers and groups of people. Uh, at every game, so please look out for them and get your beanie uh, if you haven't got one. We're talking to Mark Hughes from the uh, well, the Mark Hughes Foundation about beanies for brain cancer around, and you are right. I was going to ask you, I know my notes here to ask you about the Knights and Tigers game on Friday night, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what about the footy, does it? It's just, uh, uh, you know, it's such an important uh, mm. sideline, the, the football, when it comes to mm. uh, research into brain cancer. And as you said, you can get them as well, not just at the ground, Look at the website, Beanies for Brain Cancer, or you can buy them at Lowe's or at IGA. Fantastic stuff. Great stuff, Boozy. Hey, um, th- thanks for joining us on Sports yeah, Day, mate. Uh, pleasure, and um, yeah, really thanks to everyone in the rugby league community because uh, we are making a difference together, and uh, appreciate uh, your support, guys. You're always right behind us. So there you go. Great chat, uh, Sats Badge. Well done on that. It's Good a guy. wonderful cause, and I'm sure we'll see plenty of those awesome-looking beanies uh, rocking a number of venues. I'm getting one for on. you tonight, Thank you. Benny. Thank you, Scott. Yep. Uh, I'll have Do you the... want the pink one or the charcoal? Uh, well, I'm very comfortable in myself wearing pink, mate. There's no issues there, but I'll let <laughs> okay. you be the judge of that. I'm sure you'll make the right choice, but we do urge <laughs> all, of our, uh, all of our listeners to um, get out. Even if you're not attending a game this weekend, there are plenty available around the place. Uh, get one of those amazing beanies and support Mark and uh, his great courts, the Beanies for Brain Cancer. Great stuff and a great chat by you and Badge. Well done on that one, Sats. We'll take a quick break here on Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, the tyre and wheel specialist, Kubota. 
Their serious backup power diesel generators up next. Uh, Sats is going to nominate us a power player. Looking forward to it. You're listening to Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia, and Bob Jane T-Mart, tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, well, put simply, uh, Kubota Diesel Generators provide reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. And Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialist. You're with Benny, you're with Sats. This is Off the Bench. I hope you're enjoying the program wherever you're listening. It's time for... It's time to nominate a Makita Power Player, Makita's cordless power garden range, when power means business. Yeah, no set rules on this. Uh, we do nominate a power player or two. And in the case of Scott Sattler, uh, I believe you have got two for us uh, this evening, mate. Who are you, uh, who are you nomming? Yeah, thanks, Makita, for your support. Now, Robbie Farrell, I'm just going to a quick mention him, 300 games, yeah. terrific player, a terrific guy off the field as well. But my uh, my Makita power player is uh, Christian Leolafano, who is, um, as we know, and uh, listeners who don't know, he was diagnosed with leukaemia some years ago. He endured like, gruelling chemotherapy, mm. a bone marrow transplant, a torturous road back to um, to rugby, and over the weekend... He will play. He'll line up in the number ten jersey to play a play a test match. I think it's a I think it's a great story from a a guy that sends a really good message to anyone who's trying to uh, who needs to, needs to find resilience and, and yep. be courageous about their battle. Well, on that same token, uh, and we'll stick with the union side of things. Now, I know that speaking of uh, overcoming a few personal battles, James O'Connor, I think he's fronting up uh, yeah. this weekend for the first time in green and gold uh, for six years. Of course, remember when he burst onto the scene and. You know, it's all about sliding doors moments and what might have been. He was he was the next big thing in world rugby, wasn't he? When he uh, first he burst was. on, it's this child talent, prodigious talent off the uh, off the um, off the radar basically when he first came in. But uh, he fell away a fair bit. Great story, yeah. Both he and Leo Lafano, uh, they're playing Argentina, of course. Yeah, uh, Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, great story. I, I love it. As the build up to the World Cup continues, Makita's cordless power garden range, uh, the world's largest range with over 200 tools on the one battery. Uh, before we get Sats Round 19 tips and find out what Scotty's looking forward to this weekend, uh, let's get ourselves a Queensland racing update. Time on Sports Day for a Racing Queensland whip around. Righto, well, time now on Sports Day uh, to Racing Queensland update as we look at all things thoroughbred racing. And don't forget the TAB Northern Crown Series celebrating eight exciting race days. You can find out all the details at the Racing Queensland website to learn more. You may even find a few tips from this fine gentleman, Kobe O'Brien, who joins us on Sports Day. And, Cobes, I know you're super excited about a big day of racing on Saturday. Please tell us more. Yeah, look, the Townsville, the uh, Northern Crowns continues up in Townsville this weekend. It's a huge huge weekend of racing in Townsville but looking forward to study it's always a good day um, up in Townsville and they've they've got the $150,000 Townsville Cup with plenty of uh, really good nominations with the cup there's a there's a, there's a real eye-catcher last start last weekend unbiased uh, for Jared Wheeler it was a huge winner over 2,000 gets to 2,000 metres again only query is it's Sean it's Sean 15 so it might just have might have a bit of trouble finding somewhere just to settle in the run there, but I also pointed out follow suit as maybe one to follow the Brisbane winner from earlier on the year. It, it um the last run could definitely be forgiven. It it just had to it had to come really wide and go go for home early and probably didn't have enough of a tank. But if it gets a better run, follow suit's definitely one to look out for. And I also like the run of Mashani Vedra for Jamie McConaughey last start. Uh, ex Ben Curry runner. It was 
it, went, it ran really well in the Toowoomba Cup too. I actually was unlucky not to win that, so it might find this a bit easier actually. So uh, unbiased follow suit and Mashani Vedra in the Townsville Cup for me this weekend. Yeah, it'll be an absolute beauty. Get to Townsville, get amongst it. Racing Queensland website has all the details where you can experience the thrill of racing. We'll catch up again on Monday to see how it all played out. No worries, Benny. It sounds like a plan. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia, and Bob Jane T-Mart, Tire and Wheel Specialists. Let's see who the lads like this weekend. It's Badge and Sats NRL Tips. Well, I hope you followed the boys in last week. I'm away for, well, one weekend of football, and the boys go eight from eight. Um, I reckon there might be a Jeff (laughs) Toovey about it, some sort of an investigation, but I I am told, uh, I have it on good authority, Sats, that uh, you both did go perfect, eight from eight. So let's see if we can back it up. Thanks to Kubota Diesel Generators and Bob Jane Tmarts tipping forms good. Let's go to Saturday Eels Warriors Bank West. What are you thinking here, mate? I'm going Eels just because it's Bank West. I mean, they they really frighten me. They frighten me the Warriors of what they can do. Um, but the Eels, I know they're missing Ferguson, Benny, but I just think at Bank West they just it's it's their new home. They love going there. They love the environment. They love the crowd. Loves going there as well. And I think they feed off they feed off playing at a stadium like that and feeling like they're important. So I think uh, think the Eels. Okay. Uh, we move on. Uh, the All-Queensland clash, the Titans and the Broncos on the Gold Coast. Giving the Titans a, a chance here at all, Sats? Uh, I am because I'm a big fan of their assistant or their current sort of caretaker coach, Craig Hodges. I just, I've known him for many years. He's a, he's a tremendous guy, but also uh, a good coach, good relationship with the players. Uh, I think there's Broncos forward pack, but a little bit too much. Lodge, McCulloch, Payne Haas, David Feeder, Matty Gillett back, Tavita Pengoy. That's, that's bordering one of the best, best forward packs in the competition. I just don't think the Titans can handle that. Okay. Uh, oh, this will be a beauty. They always are. And a little fiery too, no doubt. Storm Seagulls at Amy Park. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Desi Hasler during the week when they were talking about the competition and how good Manly are going, his reply was, oh, there's only three teams that can win the comp this year. South, the Roosters and the Storm. And he just, he loves that siege mentality. Uh, he's done a great job with his Manly side. And if there's any any coach that can go down and create an upset and also create a real... Um, I don't know, I, uh, just sabotage the whole night. It could be Desi Hasler. But, again, with Cameron Smith not playing Origin this year and just going to every game as fresh as the daisy, I can't see the Storm being beaten. Yep. Okay, two games Sunday to wrap up round 19. The Bulldogs and the Roosters, tough ass for Canterbury. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, the Roosters, their second half last week against Newcastle was great. Their first half abysmal on their standards. And I think Trent Robinson... May have reminded them of that, that their starts have been a little bit ordinary. Um, but, yeah, I think the Roosters. Okay. And to wrap it up, oh, well, arguably the best game of the weekend comes last, the Panthers and the Raiders at Panthers Stadium. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see. I, I love this young kid playing for the Raiders, this Charles Nickel Klostat, the young Kiwi that's playing fullback, who Ricky Stewart admitted they didn't have a fullback when they put... Uh, Jack Whiten up into the 5-8th position. So I love what he's doing. Uh, I just like their overall side, uh, the Raiders. Um, Panthers without Viliami Kikau. Uh, of course, a two-week suspension. Uh, this will be a sellout at Penrith on Sunday afternoon. It's a great afternoon at Rugby League when it's like that at, at uh, Panthers Stadium. So, But I'm going to take the Raiders. I just think they're in a... I just think they've beaten better sides throughout the year. 
Before we go, what are we looking forward to this weekend? Well, I might just break it up a little bit here, Sats. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Just some footy after uh, a weekend stuck, like I said, the proverbial fish out of water at a music <laughs> festival. Just watching some bloody footy again. You don't realise what you got until it's gone. And, uh, well, I only missed one weekend, but it felt like an entire season, to be honest. So I am looking forward to them all at the moment. Uh, what are you looking forward to, Sats? I'm looking forward to the... Uh I'm looking forward to the the Raiders versus the Penrith uh, Penrith Panthers. Yeah. Now this gives gives us an idea of how good both those teams are. Now I'm picking the Raiders um, just because Kikau's not playing, and I, I think earlier on I just said I think the Raiders have beaten better teams. So this could be anything, but I think Kikau is the not not being there is is the uh, reason why I'm picking the Raiders. So basically for both these sides, it'll just give us an idea of how good they really are if they're going to play finals. Should be a cracking weekend of footy. Cannot wait to get amongst it. Sats, thank you as always for your efforts. Thanks, I'll Benny. I'll catch you next week. Thanks, and uh, to our listeners as well, of course. This has been Off the Bench for Kubota and Bob, Jane, T-Marts. Have a great weekend. Hope your side has a win and we'll talk to you soon. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. And Bob, Jane, T-Mart. Tire and wheel specialists.